And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. So coming up, we've got some pretty fantastic stories. One is about a pioneer ghost child. Yes. Sounds great, doesn't it? Uh And then we've got some cool news from the Pentagon. They've actually responded to some crazy UFO footage that's been floating around for the last couple of years. I love this Um, story so much. No kidding. (laughs) I mean, they basically confirmed it. So we'll have to discuss those coming up in a little bit. And then we're also trying to get a hold of Chris from season one, um, you remember his haunted ring doorbell. Yes. So it's been acting up again. We're trying so hard to get him on the podcast. We reached out. And he's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now we can't get him on the phone. I'm like, Chris. Well, he's got kids, so he's probably homeschooling, you know. Yeah. And then uh, do you remember the haunted Elsa doll story from earlier this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't forget about that. that. Right. It was a great story. Uh, so we actually talked to Emily, who is the owner of the Elsa doll. Well, she sent me like a follow up to tell me like what's going on. And so we're going to have an update from her. And then we're also going to try to get her on the podcast so that she can keep us all informed on what's happening at her house. Yeah, since we're going longer this season than we usually do because Mm -hmm. of, you know, the pandemic, we're reaching out some of our favorite stories and people just to get updates with what's going on. So actually, if there's a story from the past that you would like an update on, let us know about that. Podcast at gmail.com. And we have to say hello to our new patrons. We we have patrons on Patreon, which is like- They like us. They really like us. They really like us. It's true. So if you're not familiar with Patreon, this is a website where you can go and pay a subscription to get exclusive content with your favorite podcast. And so Haunted AF has a page now and there's all kinds of cool stuff. We have a library of your favorite stories. Oh, but first let's say hello to Samantha Bridge. Now, Samantha had the ghost story about the ghost that was touching her leg twice when she and her Uh boyfriend were fooling around. We also have Brett. He says he's recording something for us to use on the podcast. And then Unika Washington, she is also a new patron. So if you become a patron, you get access to stories before they air on the podcast and some exclusive material like we posted the unedited Bobby Mack interview. Loads oh my gosh, amazing. Of, oh yeah, F-bombs for days on that. <laughs> you can also hear the whole Jason Hawes Ghost Nation interview. There was so much great stuff from him that we didn't have time to share like this little morsel. Okay, and before I let you go, I just want to know, can you give us one quick story, one of the scariest things that you've ever dealt with? Scariest? Oh, geez. Well, see, the paranormal has always been intriguing to me. So honestly, the scariest stuff would have to be sometimes dealing with certain homeowners or business owners because you never know who's on the other side of that door. A lot of people don't understand that there's a whole side of, of what I do that isn't televised. I mean, we yeah, we've been cleared by the Pentagon. They've called us in to investigate Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and other places. But we do cases also for numerous religious organizations that we get sent in to write preliminary reports on so-called possessions and demonic type hauntings. Wow. Uh, we're all specialists with numerous law enforcement agencies. So there's a whole side of what we do that people don't see or may never see just because it's not for television purposes. We did this long before TV and we'll do this long after TV. The main thing is just about trying to help as many as we can along the way. 
Okay, don't you like how he answers the question without answering the question? And Absolutely. And still makes it scarier. I mean, he talks about Air Force bases, religious organizations, all these things that they've been called in to investigate that he can't even talk about. One of these days, Jason Haas is going to write a tell-all book. Oh, you know it. it's going to be the coolest thing ever. And there's like legitimacy to him and what he does because he's approved by the Pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. And again, that's the kind of stuff that you're going to find on the Haunted A. Patreon page. So go to patreon.com and search for Haunted AF. Yeah. And while you're perusing online, you need to head to hauntedaf.com. We've added new uh, merch. We've got hats. We've got t-shirts and mugs. We finally have coffee mugs. I'm not sure what it is about the mugs, but they're like the cutest things in the world. They are adorable. I'm like, I need one now. It's like, I've already ordered it. Yeah. And like we designed a million hats. Rebecca even (laughs) made new logos for them. We have a bunch of different hats. And if you go into the online store and you don't see the hat that you want, just let us know because there's tons yeah. of options. We can make other ones. So we made a new muscle shirt. There's all kinds of great stuff right now in the Haunted AF online store. So you said you've been talking to the Haunted Elsa doll lady. What's up? Yes. Yeah, so her name's Emily and um, I just reached out to her to see if maybe anything was going on and hoping to try to get her on Haunted AF before we end the season. She said, um, Chris, who's the guy who has the Elsa doll. Yeah. Originally he had, I guess, taped it to his bumper of his Jeep. Yes. Well, he since moved her and has built some sort of a cage around her. (laughs) (laughs) But that's all she knows. She didn't go into further details. So I'm wondering now if maybe something has happened with Chris and the Elsa doll that he felt the need to build a cage around her. Huh, that's interesting because Chris is a skeptic and he's also a science guy. So he took that doll mainly as it's a joke. Maybe we can give him a call. Then again, he wouldn't come on the podcast before because he's like, well, because I'm a skeptic and a science guy. Right. So Emily also went on to tell me that um, some weird things have actually been happening at their house. Really? Yeah. So her husband thought he saw a ghost in the living room a couple of months ago. And he says he sees something out of the corner of his eye type stuff. Right. Uh, She also said the TV has turned itself on a few times. Okay. We we need to hear more about this ghost in the living room. I know. We've got to talk to her and we've got to talk to Chris and get their updates. Uh, We got a really great story from Jed. He's from the 90s Guys podcast. So let's take a listen to this. Hello, Haunted AF ladies this is uh, jed from the 90s guys podcast and you have graciously allowed me to tell you guys a few of my i guess ghost stories is the best way to put it i'll start with this one which is the very first encounter i had when i was little it was my brother josh's birthday me and one of my other brothers we were playing soccer in the basement and just being little kids He uh, had to go to the bathroom, so I was just sitting downstairs in my basement, and I was facing towards the sliding glass door that led to the outside in my basement. I had like an L-shaped basement, so I was kind of staring towards the bottom part of the L. Out of the corner of my eye, something caught my attention, and so I turned to look, and I noticed a giant orb floating across the back of my basement and it was not one of those little orbs that you see in those videos that people show like oh that's an orb going into something this orb was probably three feet wide by three feet tall in a perfect circle orb and it just slowly drifted from one side of the basement all the way to the other side and then disappeared behind the uh, basement steps and you know being a little kid of course I freaked out and 
and ran up the stairs. And as soon as I got to the top of the stairs, my mom looks at me and goes, what's wrong? And being a little kid, I didn't want to tell her what I just saw because I didn't want her to think I was crazy. So that was my first experience was with a really big orb. It was very bright. Um, It looked like it had its own light emanating from it. And just slowly, I mean, I, I probably saw it for a good 30 seconds. And then the second experience I had, it was in the same house. It was a year to a year and a half later. I had uh, woke up on a Saturday morning to get up to watch cartoons. I just, something said, just kind of told me to wake up. So I woke up and I looked at the foot of my bed and there was a little boy dressed in full, like, pioneer clothes. He looked like he was a little kid on the Oregon Trail. He had some overalls on and the shirt that he had on was very dated as well. At first I thought it was just like me waking up and whatever, but the thing that I noticed when he realized that I was awake and looking at him, he took off running and he didn't run out the bedroom door, which was right next to him. He ran the other direction straight into a wall and disappeared. So that one really got me too. That one I'd never really shared with anybody in my family. Thank you ladies for letting me come on. Like I said, I am Jed and I also have a podcast. It's the 90s Guys podcast where we talk about cartoons and movies and toys and stuff from the 90s and early 2000s if you're interested in that. It's the 90s Guys podcast and the guys is spelled with a Z at the end of it. So thank you for allowing me to come on your show and tell you my stories. Okay, the orb story. Yeah. It reminds me of when we had John Anderson on. And it's funny, I've been going back listening to old podcasts lately. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I just listened to the story where John Anderson saw the big floating orbs in the old radio station. You never hear the stories about the great big Glenda the Good Witch size orbs. Right? <laughs> I love that you thought Glenda the Good Witch. I was thinking I was being haunted by Jake Gyllenhaal in the Bubble Boy movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I love. You really don't tell people that. I know. Well, that was during like my early Jake Gyllenhaal phase when Donnie Darko. I was so in love with him. Oh God! But then the Pioneer Boy, like the fact that the little boy actually saw him and then runs through a wall, right? Yeah, and he said that no one else in his family actually has any stories from that house. But I mean, it sounds like something was definitely going on there. Hi guys, my name is Sherry, and this. This is my ghost story. A long time ago, probably 1985, I lived in Arlington and I helped a friend of mine put on a haunted house. The thing about the house was that it was in an older house that had been not abandoned, but vacant. And it was kind of right in the middle of Arlington, but it was a cool little house and it was pretty old. So we would go in, set up all the stuff for the haunted house, run the lights and special effects. And it was really cool, really fun. Well, for security, because it was an older house, we would take turns staying the night inside the house. Now this was, you know, a fake haunted house because we put all the stuff inside it to make things scary. So that night, the guy who was the owner and a friend of mine named Charlie and me got our sleeping bags and set up. We were in a hallway that separated the house from the back two bedrooms to the front of the house. And the owner was in a bedroom on the other side of us. What we did with that house is we went through some closets and knocked some holes in it. You could go in a room and then go through the closet to the next room. So there was like a path through the house. We also put plastic sheeting there so that the lights from one room wouldn't bleed into the next room. So we're spending the night. We lock all the doors from the inside while we're asleep. And I wake up and I hear somebody walking around in the room that's right next to us. 
just walking around and I'm thinking, what is that? <laughs> and I'm trying to justify it in my mind on what it could be. So I keep listening and I hear the rustling of the plastic sheeting. And then I hear walking in another room, just walking around. And then I hear the sheeting again and it continues on for a good 10 minutes while I'm trying to figure out what the hell this is. Bear in mind, I'm in the hallway right next to this. So I'm trying to wake my friend Charlie up and he is a deep sleeper. So he's really stupid hard to wake up. So I'm Charlie, Charlie, wake up. Finally, he wakes up and I go, listen. And he's like, what's that? I said, I don't know. So we decided to go wake up the owner. By the time we got the owner woken up, the sound stopped, the walking stopped. We checked all the padlocks. We checked everything in the house. Nothing had fallen. Nothing had moved. Well, come to find out, that house, before we got into it, and probably one of the reasons it was for sale was the lady who had it died in that house. And the children of the lady each thought the other one was taking care of her, so nobody was bothering to check up on her. So they didn't find her for like a couple of weeks. And the room that she died in was the back bedroom that I first heard the walking in. So yeah, that was good times. Thanks. Love the podcast. You guys are awesome. So tell us a little bit about this UFO story that you sent to me. So a couple of years ago, some videos were released and supposedly they came from the Navy and the Pentagon. They were all government videos of these unidentified flying objects. And there was no real validity to it or anything. Nobody really knew where they came from other than it was rumored to be from the Navy. Well, fast forward, earlier this week, the Pentagon actually declassified these three videos that had been circulating around the internet. So one is from November in 2004, two are from January of 2017. I believe. And it's basically the Navy spotted three different UFOs on three different training missions. Woo! Yeah. And the Pentagon, they're calling it a UFO, basically. That doesn't necessarily mean it's aliens, but come on, it's got to be something, right? Right. And the crazy part about each object is that there's no distinct wing, no distinct tail, and no distinct exhaust from it, but they are moving like super fast. And there's some weird politics behind this, too. Like the Pentagon's getting called out for not having department that's actually researching this stuff. Right. And um, they're saying, well, nobody wants to be the alien guy. Nobody wants to scream aliens. But the reality is we need to be looking into this stuff and figuring out what it is. We've got the whole story posted at hauntedaf.com. You can find the videos there and the earlier reports. And like, I'm not seeing this story anywhere. Are you? Other no, than, no. And you got that. That's an ABC News. ABC News story. Absolutely. It just started popping up a little bit more this morning. I saw it on BBC and um, some other places. But what's interesting is they actually actually spoke with retired commander David Braver, and he was actually one of the ones that witnessed the 2004 incident. He'd been doing it for 18 years at the time. He says, I'm not crazy. I haven't been drinking. And after 18 years of flying, I've seen pretty much everything that I can see in that realm. He goes, this was nothing like it. We need to put it back out there again because we haven't gotten a UFO story, I want to say in like six months. So Podcast at gmail.com if you have a UFO story. I know you have one. I mean, yep. I've been sitting on one UFO story that comes from a local journal. She told me this story probably about a year ago. And at the time, she said she was going to come on the podcast. And she has since backed out and stopped responding to any of my messages. So I'm not going to say what she did or her name or anything. But she was on assignment down in Louisiana right after a hurricane. 
So they were doing a report from, I think, New Orleans, and she and her cameraman were meeting a bunch of other journalists at a restaurant. The storm had passed through already. They're heading that way, driving along the coast, and she looks out and sees what appears to be a blimp in the sky. Mm -hmm. And she's thinking, wow, why would they go ahead and, you know, send that up so soon? That's really strange. And as she's looking at it, it takes off and zooms away, like impossibly fast. So she looks at the cameraman who's driving at the time. He's sees it too and Mm -hmm. she's completely blown away so she said they got to the restaurant she's asking all the other journalists if they had seen it no one else saw it she said by that point her cameraman doesn't want to talk about it anymore because he's freaked out and he's afraid he looks crazy so I really wish she would have come on the podcast and told that story herself but whatever sorry I poached I poached your story no no no. it's weirdly enough that story sounds just like what we see on the navy footage something with no wings something with no tail and it was able to zip off really crazy fast. Impossibly fast. You know what? We live in a really big world. There's a whole hell of a lot of space out there. I think we're crazy to think that there's not another species possibly similar to us or more advanced than us out there. I think it's crazy not to think that. I think it's also probably terrifying to think about something like that during a pandemic when we're already jacked up enough as it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wasn't really thinking that to that extreme, but now I feel kind of bad about it. (laughs) (laughs) Just stir in the pot. Stir in the pot. No, no, it's not you. Don't worry. So now we have a story from Katie out of North Carolina. She says, hey, y'all, hope you're staying healthy and safe. Love the podcast. This may be more of a creepy story than a haunting. It's from this past February, 2020. We had a birthday party for my son, and I always get him a big balloon for his birthday because he really enjoys them. This year, I got a giant cookie monster. Well, we had the party, and while the other balloons deflated quickly, cookie monsters still seemed to have helium. So we kept him around, (laughs) eventually cutting off the string. Let me preface this by saying that we've lived in our house for two years, but it's actually 45 years old. There hasn't been any real paranormal activity, but I've gotten creepy feelings now and then, like hearing noises or uneasy sensations. Well, this balloon was in the kitchen floating around for days. We kind of forgot it was there. Around the end of February, it's the middle of the night, my husband wakes up screaming. The cookie monster was hovering right over his side of the bed. That's awesome. <laughs> she says, I know the heat was running that night, but it'd run every night as long as we'd had that balloon and it had never left the kitchen. To get up to the bedroom, the balloon had to sink below a door frame, go up the stairs, turn left, and sink below another door frame, cross the room to get to that spot. My husband put the balloon in the bedroom closet and the next morning we went to work. We got home that day. It had left the closet somehow and was in the shower stall in the bathroom. No. Way! <laughs> I'm not sure whether or not this is a real haunted event, but we didn't wait long to find out. We deflated Cookie Monster, put him in the trash, and out to the curb. He hasn't returned, so that's good enough for me. Again, that's from Katie in North Carolina. Oh, that's awesome. That is hilarious. And the best part, she actually sent a picture of Cookie Monster, and we'll post that um, on everywhere. He is scary. He's big. Of course he is. This is a big balloon, and the idea of waking up and that thing's like hovering over you. I know, I know. I just want to know how we got out of the closet. I mean, yes, there's a lot of legit questions here. And do you remember a friend of ours named Matt had a video? He and his wife had this balloon in their bedroom for a while and they decided the balloon was possessed. And they sent us a video, which I know sounds ridiculous, but they sent a video of them sitting in the bedroom talking to the balloon. And it seems like it's responding. 
ending. <laughs> that's because they would they would go like up, down, up, down every time they answer yes or no questions. Yes, and then Maybe it was like there's something and, to that. And then Matt started making fun of it, and it like hid behind the closet door. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that's fine. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> okay, we got to see if we can get Matt and his wife on the podcast because that was actually oh, that was hilarious. Okay, so we got some stories from a postal worker named Skylar, and he had so many great stories. I just went ahead and posted all of them on the Patreon page, and we'll be sharing those in the upcoming weeks. But I love this because he just listens when he's out in his truck. And he said that he's actually listened to the whole podcast, and he started from the beginning, and he is listening again to the whole thing. And listen carefully, because he's actually recording this when he's out on his route, and you can hear his little fan in the background as he's telling (laughs) his story. So this is Skylar's story. My best friend, you know, we lived at each other's houses, basically. We loved ghost hunters and ghost adventures and all that stuff. His dad was a retired Navy SEAL, so, you know, he just thought all of it was BS, complete bullshit. That was until everything that happened. He started dating a woman. Her and her daughter had their own little place. They were renting, like, a farmhouse. You know, white picket fence, horse farm. But some really weird stuff started happening for them. It started out just weird little stuff, lights flipping on and off. And then her daughter, she was like maybe three at the time, got an imaginary friend. Uh, her imaginary friend name was Linda. Then things started to get weirder. She'd go out to like the garage and she'd come back inside and every cabinet in the kitchen, upper and lower, would be open. And you know, her daughter's three, she's tiny, like she can't even reach the upper cabinets. There's no way she would have been able to open them. They'd be in the bathroom, she'd given her a bath, and her daughter would see shadow figures on the wall behind them. You know, she didn't see this because by the time she turned around, there was nothing there. But her daughter would was afraid to take baths because she didn't want to see them. They had, like, those ball pit balls in the closet in, like, one of the little net bags. And in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., one of those balls just comes bouncing down the hallway and just rolls. Her daughter never had any problems sleeping on her own until all this weird stuff started happening. And then she'd come in in the middle of the night, freaked out and talked about like her imaginary friend Linda was saying weird stuff. Yeah, she got locked in a horse stall. Like these were heavy horse stalls. Like you had to lift the latch, slide them all the way over and shut the latch. There's no way the wind could have just blown it. The TV would turn itself on and off. She would hear like pounding footsteps really hard in the attic. Hard enough that plaster from the ceiling in the living room was falling down. My friend and I got to look at the house. We went and looked in that space. Like that area right over the living room is right where the slant of the roof is. So even at the highest part, you've only got maybe three feet of clearance. Like there's no way anybody was up there stomping around. One of the creepiest parts and like final straws for her, her daughter's tricycle ended up in the house overnight. And when she asked her about it, she says, you know, hey, how'd this get in here? She says, well, you brought it in last night, mom. You did it. Freaked her right out. Because she didn't remember waking up at all. She didn't remember going and get it. Nothing like that. We ended up going and, like, getting to check the place out. We love ghost adventures and stuff, so we're doing our mini investigation. They're inside just sitting in the living room watching TV. My friend's dad, her, and the daughter. 
and the lights start flickering in the kitchen. They thought it was us until he got up and came out and realized like we weren't there. After that, even the, the retired seal was like, all right, this is a little bit freaking weird. The final straw when they were like, all right, we're done, they moved out. The imaginary friend, uh, Linda, told her that her dad was gonna be coming and that her dad wasn't going to like her. <sighs> the little girl telling this to her mom, like, you know, Linda's dad's not gonna like you. He's gonna be angry when he gets here. And she was like, all right, enough weird shit's happened. I'm out of here. They packed their stuff up. They ended up moving in with my friend's dad. And like, everything's been good ever since. Nothing's happened. I want to share that stuff with y'all. You know, hopefully there's some usable stuff there for the podcast. Thank you again for what you do. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. Okay, first of all, the little ghost girl starts to yeah. say, my dad's coming and he's not going to like you. Um, 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 run, get out. <laughs> I think that's grounds for breaking your lease. So a couple of quick updates. I actually just got a message from Chris and he isn't going to be able to talk to us this week, but we're going to try to get him on the podcast next week because yes, he is having some weird stuff happening at his house right now. And another update, you know, we talked about the Winchester Mystery House. They were doing those free mm-hmm. virtual tours for a while. Well, the right. tours are no longer free free, but they have created a whole new 360 degree virtual tour. They call it like completely immersive that they're offering on their website right now. And it looks really cool because it takes you throughout the entire house and then to rooms and floors that normally are not even featured on the actual tour. And it does cost money. It's $8.99, but it's like, and it's forever. So like you could go and take the tour and then, you know, your kids could go look at it later or whatever. I'm actually going to try this with my kids because I think it sounds kind of awesome. I hope you get something on camera. I don't think it's something where it's actually like filming. I mean, it's, they've already filmed it and edited it and you're just going through. No, I figured, but I thought maybe there might be some little something that they missed and you can see it like in the corners or something. I don't know. Hey, that's a possibility. If they were real jerky, they would put something in there on purpose to scare you <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> Like those videos where you watch the whole thing and then they have yes! the scary thing jump out at you at the <laughs> end. It's like this stupid car that's driving off of these beautiful mountain countryside and then at the very end it's the girl from the ring going, ah! I feel like such a dick when I fall for those. Every single time. I, every time. Yeah. Every freaking time. Yeah, and don't forget to subscribe to hauntedaf.com. Check us out on YouTube. Follow us. Like us. We're hoping to have another Zoom video up this week. And again, the online store. We've got all the cute merch. You gotta check out the Hunted AF Patreon page and remember to send those stories. Oh my gosh. Yes, please. Please, we need them badly. Send those to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're going to have that update from Chris and we've got more creepy demon children sneaking up on you while you sleep. That's all coming up on the next Haunted AF. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we got to thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. Aww.